and welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello everybody. I hope you're doing well today. In case you're joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I'm a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art, a 5th degree black belt in the Taekwondo Martial Art, and I've been training for over two years in Kung Fu and Kabuto weapons. And I, we're here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe, including the Cobra Kai Netflix series. Today's example comes to us from the Karate Kid movies, as well as the Cobra Kai Netflix series. Um, in all the times where Mr. Miyagi or Daniel are trimming bonsai trees in order to relax in their free time or to create a sense of calm and peace. Now, the second part of our uh, topic today, they don't often show the non-glorious work like mowing the lawn or trimming the lawn in a movie because they don't have the time to show real life. In movies, they just show a slice of real life to tell a story. And that's why I'm, I am here. Okay? That's why I'm here, to tell you the other, other side. Okay? Um, the topic today is fertilize and trim. Fertilize and trim. It's kind of a combo topic today, um, but it's, um, it should be a lot of fun. First, um, my personal history on this, uh, when we were kids, we never really fertilized the lawn um, because my dad just wanted us to cut the grass. So if the grass was long, we simply just cut it as fast as we could so that the grass wasn't long anymore. It was simply a practical exercise, okay? Uh, but there is an art to having a well-maintained lawn and, uh, and shrubbery, and it makes your house look better. Now, here in Florida, there is so much sand that it is a challenge to have good grass, okay? So people, some people just let it be, and as a result, you get a lot of hodgepodge-looking houses in mixed neighborhoods, okay? Um, it does take a long time to develop a good lawn, so in my opinion, it should be more of an asset than people give it credit for, okay? And especially when you're looking for a new house. So the work task today is centered around fertilizing the lawn and trimming it in a way, a little different than mowing the lawn. We'll talk about that as well as the, um, the trimming of shrubs and plants in your yard. Okay, so otherwise, fertilize and trim. First step, um, you want to buy your weed and feed first. Okay, so I do this every year. Um, usually, the, because of, um, for some reason, when you have uh, uh, clay in Michigan or sand in Florida, um, those areas where there isn't great conditions, that's where all the weeds start to pop up. Okay, and weeds can really choke your lawn. So you buy a weed and feed first, okay? And you, you weed and feed the whole lawn, okay? Now, some people do the little buckets that they, uh, they roll around their yard. Um, I have had a smaller yard over the last um, many years. So I use a hand one. You just kind of hold it and spin it, um, and it comes out, okay? Um, I've even used gloves in uh, my hand before to sprinkle it in, uh, at my leisure. So any way you can to sprinkle it on your lawn is important, and that will kill the weeds and start to fertilize your lawn. Now, um, 
that's what I do first. Now after I've, uh, I've sprinkled it on the lawn completely, then of course uh, I like to water it in and wait. Now uh, we had a particularly um, dry uh, winter here in, uh, in Florida. So we've had zero rain until just now. So I think we had almost like five or six months of no rain. Okay, so that was really difficult on the lawn. So I'll explain to you as we go along here. So later on, um, I don't use the weed and feed anymore. I use just straight fertilizer, okay, in order to give the lawn a, a, a jump. Uh, you spread that around your lawn. And then um, also, too, one of the things you do to make your lawn complete is where you have holes or bad spots. You want to use the grass seed that's appropriate for your lawn. Uh, for example, I have Bahia grass. So um, I've been using uh, Bahia grass seed in order to reseed the lawn. And then um, also there, you can buy beginning fertilizer. There's a special kind of young grass beginning fertilizer that you can sprinkle in when you do your grass seed in order to help that out. And then I cover it with topsoil in all those spots. Okay. Now, it's not a bad idea, in my opinion. Um, I, um, in Michigan, the house that we had before we moved, um, there was a guy next to me that had absolutely perfect lawn. And I asked him, I said, how, you know, how do you make your lawn so well, so good? So he told me his little tricks. And um, I started doing them at my lawn in Michigan. And then we had the same looking lawn that he did. Okay, so it does work. It just takes time. One thing that doesn't hurt is sprinkling topsoil around your lawn. Okay, one of the biggest mistakes that these uh, landscaping companies do when they come to sod your house is not putting enough topsoil on your lawn. And that's the biggest mistake they make here in Florida. When they uh, slap out these houses like ours, um, they just throw sod right on top of grass. Okay. And in Michigan, they threw sod right on top of clay. So as a result, most all the lawns died in the neighborhood because all the houses that were made were thrown right on top of clay, the sod. So um, it doesn't hurt to, to kind of sprinkle in some topsoil around your lawn to help raise the level of your topsoil throughout your whole lawn. You know, it's an intricate work. You can kind of do it in stages over time so you're not having to do it. Like I buy like 10 bags and then sprinkle around the lawn. And it's just kind of like a maintaining thing. And topsoil is not that expensive, so it's about 20 bucks to kind of bump up your lawn. And you can do that as well to help make your lawn better. So we've talked about the sand and the clay quite a bit. And those are, those are conditions that are hard to, uh, to manage. So as long as you get uh, water on it, get your weed and feed on it, and get your uh, um, more topsoil, it'll make that better. So the, the next part, <clears throat> we talk about trimming more. Okay, so um, the shrubs and plants in your uh, landscaping throughout your, throughout your um, yard, you should always trim all your shrubs, trees, and plants. Now, um, I used to be the kind of guy that I would only use like hedge trimmers, like manual ones, uh, like the big blades, the chop, chop ones kind of thing. Those are the kind I used to always use because I was kind of a practical guy. I know the electric one, you know trimmers sometimes mess up, but I broke down and bought one, and it's a, it's a godsend when it comes to uh, trimming bushes and making them look good, because there's so many intricate cuts you got to do, and you can take a, like, electric trimmer and just go, like you're giving a haircut, like, you know, when you go to the, the, the uh, haircut place and they, uh, they take the, the clippers, it's just a nice way to get everything even, 
Okay, so I can do the trimming in like two seconds. Most of the uh, work is picking up the clippings after you're done, making sure you pick them all up and put them in a bucket and take them out to your wherever you dump your stuff. Um, but uh, electric trimmers are inexpensive. You get a hundred foot cord. Uh, they're like fifty bucks or sixty bucks or something like that, and they're just a godsend. But you also too want to have a pair of um, smaller lobbers for your trees. Uh, actually, I use the electric trimmers on the trees because we have the kind of trees here that don't have pretty thick branches at all, so they like pretty thin. So I'm actually going to trim the uh, the trees before with the hedge trimmers. Okay. Uh, but you can also use manual ones too, lobbers, um, I used to call them, I'm not sure, that's my dad called them, I guess, um, to kind of trim, uh, you know, branches off your trees. So, um, or I have little hand ones that I use for plants, okay? And they work pretty good. Then you go around and sometimes when you tell a plant a direction to grow, um, it'll be a much better looking shrub or plant, okay? So uh, if you tell your tree to grow up, it'll grow up. If you tell it to grow down, go out it will it just depends on how you trim it so trimming is very important kind of like just like a haircut um so um one thing is i never really I, when i was a kid i used to think that like miracle grow was was full of crap um i didn't really think that it worked very well um but i can testify um that i um i've used miracle grow in all my plants here and we've had plants that were planted when we first moved in. They've been looking like they're half dead for years. Years, I'm talking. I'm not exaggerating here. This is almost like magic, I'm telling you. So I sprinkled miracle Grow a couple times on all my plants and, and uh, trees. And uh, all my bushes now are all blossomed up. They're full. One that's been dead for years, like, all of a sudden has plumes of, of red and pink uh, flowers everywhere. I'm like, wow. And I had a little bush. It was a little tiny one that, uh, that we trimmed, um, at the studio here for bonsai tree day. And that thing looked like it was dead for, for two years now. And now that it has miracle grow on it, all of a sudden it's blossoming with yellow flowers. I didn't even know it had yellow flowers. Uh, it's amazing. So, um, I really, I really swear by miracle grow now. So get yourself one of those $7 or whatever things in miracle grow that you kind of open up the cap and shake a few pebbles it really, really, really helps. So if you want a nice looking uh, landscaping, that's the way to go. Okay. Now, um, we talked here about the electric and manual. Okay. That's usually a personal preference. Uh, my uncle used to always say he loved the manual over the electric trimmers, but electric trimmers were great. Okay. A lot of people think you have to have a gas trimmer all the time. Uh, I don't know why, but like gas trimmers, like grass trimmers and hedge trimmers, sometimes they can be temperamental, you know, like the gas, I hate having like in chainsaws and stuff, having to mix the gas and oil all the time. It's a pain in the rear. Um, so a lot of times it's nice just to have electric ones, okay? Um, I haven't got into the electric mower yet. Some of the, I have a, a neighbor, two neighbors that have electric mowers. Haven't gotten to those yet, but I still use a gas-powered push mower um, to, to, to do the grass. But the um, as far as the electric goes, I use a electric grass trimmer and an electric um, shrub trimmer. Now, if you have a big lawn, electric's horrible because you need like a, a several hundred foot cord to get anywhere. But if you have a moderate size lawn, it's uh, just fine. So anyways, um, I use the grass trimmer next to go around and make sure that all the edges have been done. All the edges next to the uh, fence are done around the pool. 
uh, around the house. Um, I edge the driveway. Sometimes I edge the front next to the road, edge around telephone poles, edge around the uh, landscaping bricks so that, that your house looks neat. Okay, when you don't do that, your lawn just looks okay. Once you've trimmed, it kind of looks polished, and that's the, what you want it to look like when you're done. Now, um, I always water a lot after I've trimmed. Okay, like I trim next to the, uh, in the ditch, next to the, where the water passes underneath the driveway. Um, I trimmed really good there, so I don't have a lot of overgrowth there. Um, but then when I trimmed it so short, uh, the grass has a tendency to die. So you want to make sure, like a lot of these places that you, I always water, like a preventative measure, I always water those areas really good with the hose for a few days after I've trimmed. Then uh, you got to make sure you, you cut the grass or mow the lawn at a regular basis. And um, I always mulch it up. You know, a lot of people uh, like to bag their grass and stuff like that to make it look better. I don't really see that to be a problem. Maybe not here in Florida, but um, I just cut it normally. I don't have any grass clippings. Uh, the, the mower I have mulches it all up. I can't see it. Uh, it makes it so fine that I can't see it. So um, um, it makes the, the yard look really good. And when you cut grass on a regular basis and mulch it up, it helps to uh, keep it from burning up. So, But that's the uh, work task in a nutshell, okay, so that your, your lawn looks very nice. In fact, my kids just told me that I have now have one of the best-looking lawns in the neighborhood. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. Uh, Bahia grass here in Florida is a hard grass to deal with because it turns brown when there's no water. And as soon as it gets water, it comes up. And now, since I've fertilized so much, trying to keep it alive, um, it's coming up like a wildfire now, and it looks great. So, anyways, um, the martial art practice for fertilize and trim is first the chop. Okay. Now, um, I may call this def many different names. Um, in Marsh in Taekwondo, we used to call it the choi chop, okay, for fun, when we uh, take a knife hand strike and chop downward onto a board or cement. And I was trying to think of a cool name for the kids, and I said choi chop. And now I call it the UMA chop, okay, because we do universal martial art now. Um, but that's, that's kind of like a chop that you do downwards, a knife hand strike, and you uh, strike downwards. And I thought that would be fun to do with the uh, fertilizing, the motion that you use to throw fertilizer and, uh, and uh, weed and feed. Also, too, the sideways chop. Okay, it's another martial art maneuver. A lot of times kids do that in my class uh, when they don't understand the knife hand strike very well. Okay, they'll do it from the, from the outside and bring it to the inside. Um, and they use the, um, the palm is facing upward. Okay, so as the palms face up, they chop. This is the same kind of chop that uh, Mr. Miyagi and also um, Daniel did in the Karate Kid Part 2 where they're going to kind of, you know, they, they you know, honk. Afterwards, they do the chop. Ah, boom, and they stop right before their face. That's the kind of chop I'm talking about, okay? It is a martial art movement. It's not a martial art movement that we use in UMA or Taekwondo. But it is one that I use in the Kung Fu classes that I teach, okay? It is part of the uh, animal Kung Fu uh, rank that we do, okay? It's a, like a monkey chop kind of thing. But it's a, it's a pretty good technique. It could work pretty well. Uh, you can get a lot of leverage on it if you do it right. It's all about using your body, okay? Now, another one for the martial art practice today 
is a similar movement that you use when you're doing the shrubbery trimming, okay? Which is, I, I make a joke out of this, but the escorting of an opponent, okay? So you're fighting an opponent, you do an open hand block, you grab, you do another inward block with it, and you grab their arm, and you trap them, and then escort them forward to put them off balance, okay? So in Kung Fu, it's called trapping. Um, uh, we do it a lot in UMA when you're trying to redirect an opponent. Um, they do it a lot in Aikido martial art. They try and redirect person's energy. So when someone lunges forward doing a rear punch, you can block them with an open hand, take a step, use your other hand to grab their shoulder and escort them out of the building, okay, so to speak. You uh, escort them. So you move them so that they are facing another direction, okay? And that's completely uh, doable in a fight scene, okay, or a fight. Um, also, too, the concept of complete coverage. When you uh, fertilize your lawn, you make sure that the fertilizer is over the whole lawn completely. Okay, so you make sure that you kind of draw in around the edges and fill it in, like you're coloring. Okay, um, which is the same thing as the knowledge of all your material before you test. So when someone in our studio tries to test, they have to make sure they know their basic fundamental movements. They've got to make sure they know their pattern or kata. They have to know their speed drill or combinations. And they have to make sure they, they can do the defense drill or sparring, as well as the, um, the uh, attack on the shields to generate their power, focus. You know, we have a little fun with some flying sidekick action. And then they break a rebreakable board with the power test, okay, to show their focus and skill. Okay, so knowledge of all of your material, okay? When I see a student do that, I know that they are prepared, okay? And that is the, actually, people think that's the end. That's not the end. When they are prepared, that is when they really start to polish more and become a true martial artist. So a lot of times we use that as a minimum because it is, but also, too, we like to see them um, do better than that, okay? So I truly believe that when someone is completely prepared for their test, okay, now they are ready to grow in their training. Just like the, the grass, the shrubs, the trees, and the plants outside. Okay, so you have everything well-maintained, well-covered, and therefore now you're ready to grow, okay, in your training. And I hope people that uh, take this podcast seriously and try to do that because that is very important. Okay, um, I saw one kid recently, uh, he listens to my podcast religiously, and, um, you know, he was uh, in our uh, Kabuto weapons class, and he was fumbling around with the weapon the whole time, okay? And then uh, he was getting a little bit better, so I, um, I said, hey, let's, let's have him, he looks pretty good, let's have him try to test. So he tested, and you can tell that he practiced at home. Because he was well prepared, he looked great. His improvement level was through the roof. He looked great. Like he was 120% better than I've ever seen him before in class using that weapon. Okay? He deserved his belt. I was so excited for him because of how well he did. You know, he was so focused. His movements were so precise and, um, for him. And uh, I was really proud of him. Okay? So he knows who he is. Um, it was, uh, it was a great time. I'm, I'm so glad that he uh, did such a great job. That, that's what inspires me, which when I see kids make great strides in their performance level. 
So, um, remember to fully learn any kind of karate, martial arts, kung fu. You have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. You know, um, nobody would ever think that fertilizing a lawn or trimming shrubs can help you in your martial arts training. But it can, okay? And the Karate Kid, the first Karate Kid movie in 1984, showed us that. It may have been just a vehicle to entertain, but it can really help you be productive in your life as well as learn martial arts at the same time, getting things done. So, um, the secret word for today. The secret word, I couldn't resist, uh, miracle grow. <laughs> I always try and think of something funny to, for the secret words. I go, miracle grow, okay? I, I swear by that stuff now. It works great, okay? It turned my uh, little bonsai trees into flowering shrubs um, in a great way. So that stuff works. Um, keep on taking care of your outside. Don't be like these other Florida folks and not take care of your outside. That's a Florida thing, I guess. When I came down here, that's the first thing I noticed is nobody takes care of their lawn. Only a few people here and there. Um, so anyways, um, remember that we're here every week learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and of course, a better world. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.